welcome to On Wednesdays We Watch One Tree Hill, the podcast where a bunch of nostalgic millennials sit around and talk about a TV show from the early 2000s that they either grew up with or have never seen before in their entire lives. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Brody, and with me as always is Jesse. Hello. And Caitlin. Hi. And today we are talking about season five, episode two of One Tree Hill, titled Racing Like a Pro, which fun fact is a song by the Nationals. A superior of our, the superior episode of the two-parter that we are watching, that we are now talking about part two of. Absolutely. Yes. So good. So we start with um, not an opening credits, because like we said, Gavin DeGraw went bye-bye. Very sad. Very sad indeed. We just <laughs> Which I also forgot to tell Ben about. So we were oh, starting yes. it, and he's like, oh, cats, you got another reprieve from uh, Jesse singing the opening credits of, uh, of One Tree Hill. And I'm like, oh, no, it's gone now. He's like, what? He's gone? Gavin's like, gone, gone? I'm like, yes, he is gone, gone now. <laughs> Gone, but never forgotten. Never yes. forgotten. Never. So, but instead we get a recap a recap thing that Lucas does as a voiceover, catching us up on everything that we missed over the last four years and last episode, basically. Yeah. yeah. It was would they, very informative. Is, is that for the benefit of Hulu or would they have played that before the no, second they played it. hour of they the played it before hours. the second hour? Yep. Yep. <laughs> totally that was did. definitely there. I yeah. was watching it, envisioning having just watched the first episode at, live on television. Yeah. And then here's what you missed three minutes ago on One Tree Hill. <laughs> well, because I mean, the thing is, it wasn't planned as a two-parter. It was just that this the network was just like, oh, we want two episodes. So throw right. two episodes. Yeah. So that's why. But then, um, so we open with Brooke sneaking into Lucas's room through his little side door. His damn outside door. His damn outside door, because apparently, even though he's the only one who lives in the house, because Karen doesn't live there anymore, because she's out traveling, he still is in his childhood bedroom and still uses that door. And honestly, the most on-brand thing about someone moving from home after college into their parents' house. Yeah, Very true. Very still true. in the childhood bedroom. Yes. <laughs> so she sees someone in Lucas's bed. So she just decides to pounce on top of them and she thinks it's Lucas and it's not, it's Lindsay (laughs) and they immediately bond over the fact that Lindsay is wearing clothes over bros and Lindsay comments that Brooke is really pretty and they make a really bad joke about how this hasn't happened to them since college, which is even (laughs) More punctuated when Lucas comes in after a morning run, I think, and he says, wow, this hasn't happened to me since college. Ha 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 ha. Yes. But he's very happy to see Brooke and he gives her a hug and it's very nice. Um, Then we go to a day out with Jamie and Uncle Skills. (laughs) They're the best duo of this show. You cannot tell me otherwise. I don't know. Jamie and Brooke are pretty great, which we'll talk no, they about are. in a they little are. bit. They are there. I'm pretty sure the catalyst for all of the great pairings is just going to be Jamie. So, I yes. mean, oh, absolutely. Because yeah. Jamie is the best character on this entire show. Absolutely. Yes. Jesse established yeah. that last week. <laughs> I, I am upset that it uh, took four years for them to introduce the best character. Uh, <laughs> second, I guess we'll see. It depends if Whitey's back this season. If Whitey's back this season, he and Jamie might have to fight for the best character position. But it took them five seasons, four seasons, to give me the best character. Yeah, yeah. But my favorite one is um, that Skills coaches them on, what do you say if a pretty girl comes up? That I'm an orphan who needs surgery and you're paying for it because you're rich. <laughs> Great. Which is hilarious Great. because right before this, Skills goes, or Jamie's like, I don't have a job. I don't have any money. And he goes, you and me both. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Uh... And as they're walking down the street, Jamie uh, sees that they're doing a local soapbox derby competition. And he wants to sign up because he thinks the car is really cool. And so Skills signs him up. And he, Jamie asks him if Uncle Mouth can help. But Skills says, no, Mouth got a J-O-B. And Jamie <laughs> says, that spells job. And Skills says, yeah, you're getting way too smart. And it was easier when you were three. <laughs> uh, Uncle yeah. Skills is like, Skills is really good at basketball. But I think being a professional fun uncle is oh. 
his calling. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So speaking of Uncle Mouth, um, he is at the local TV station where he apparently got a job. And he is in the empty newsroom and he's very excited. So he sits down in front of the camera and starts doing his little, you know, spiel about sports and all that kind of stuff until a very bitchy woman comes in named Alice and tells oh, him. I forgot about um, Alice. Yep. I, I wish that she didn't exist. Yeah. I'd stayed forgetting about her. Mm-hmm. I also forgot about Alice. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Jesse. Nice. Thanks. Nice, nice. But she asks him what he's doing, and he asks that um, you called about the on-air reporter position. She says, no, I called you about the logger position, um, where all he's going to do is sit in a dark room and log, you know, video, sports videos and all that kind of stuff for the air. And she's very rude and mean and um, tells him basically that, well, you couldn't be on air because you don't have the face for it. Yeah, that was rude. That was like... Like, Rachel has been really rude about people's looks in the past, but, like, that was just mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah, she makes Rachel seem caring, kind, and compassionate. Right. And, I mean, she hasn't seen the glow-up that Mouth has gone through. Like, come on. He's, his face is great. His face is fine. Leave him alone. Yep. Then we get Nathan, who is uh, trying to stand up out of his chair in the bedroom and struggles before knocking half the crap off of his dresser and falling to the ground. And then looking up and seeing himself in the mirror. Dude, he looked like Dan in that mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Was I think he was supposed to. Yeah. I, think he was, I mean, he was supposed to. So good job for them. But man, he looked like Dan. Yeah. Like, that was my first thought. I mean, that's the thing that I realized we didn't talk about last episode. It was this, It was the first episode we had without Dan. And but it's very much Dan's presence is still here because it's the ghost of like Nathan's trauma that is right. still here. The ghost so, of yeah. trauma past. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's why probably why we forgot to talk about it, because Dan is mentioned every 10 minutes mm-hmm. whenever Nate is acting shitty, which is the entire a time, time. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like people are like, all right, Dan, good job. And he's like, blah, 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 brood, 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 yeah. you know, like or I'm going to brood and be angry, even though I know better, even though right. I live in a house that was paid for by shoes. Right. Yeah. Right. Come on. And let's, let's not forget the goblin shoes. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Then Haley starts her first official day on her own as a teacher, and it does not go well. One of the students starts catcalling her as she is writing her name. We found out that kid's name is Quentin Fields, and he basically starts leading the entire class and harassing and heckling her until she runs out of her classroom. Ugh. Oh boy. Uh-huh. The worst. I I don't know. It, okay. None of us are school teachers on this podcast. Uh, no. Would you announce to a room full of teenagers that this no. is your very first Absolutely day not. teaching? No. Absolutely not. You got to get that bluff in immediately. The moment yeah. that she said it, I was like, Haley, no. Don't <laughs> right? tell them. She don't should tell have. Them, Haley. She danger, danger, Will Robinson. Age. Abort, abort, abort. She should have kicked Quentin out like she said she was going to, because that's it's like going up to the biggest guy and punching him in the face. It's like, I'm in uh-huh. charge now. You got to yep. kick him out. Yep. Like, mm, nope. instead, Haley. she ran out of the room. Yeah. Poor yep. Yeah. Then... The second she was like, You're my first official class. I was like, Oh, sweet oh, no, baby no, girl. No, 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 no. Sweetie, no. sweetie. Yeah. You poor Haley, sweet naive 22-year-old. You're the you're the smart one here. Why? <laughs> I know. Right. I'm just like, oh, you poor yeah. thing. So then Brooke meets up with Peyton at the pier and she tells her that she met Lindsay. And their conversation slightly infers that Brooke may think that Peyton didn't come back, you know, just to come back home, but maybe she came back for Lucas. And Peyton denies that completely <laughs> and says, no, no, they haven't. We haven't been together in three years. Everything's fine. Then and why was I wish you do a like the, that? <laughs> why was her first stop the Riverport? <laughs> yeah. But then Brooke asks her what happened after Lucas's book signing. And it flashes back to two years ago when Lucas calls Peyton and invites her to his book signing. He says that he was nervous to call her given how they left things before. Dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Jesse, how do you like the whole that they're just giving you little pieces and snippets here and there of what actually happened? Okay, listen. This is the early I don't okay. I don't know how to how to phrase this. I just want to keep watching this season and it's the first time I've experienced it with this television show. <laughs> I told you. I told <laughs> you this season's great. It's frustrating because so far we have watched one episode at a time. And so at the end of this at the end of this episode I'm like, "Uh, but what if we do another one? What if I watch another one? But <laughs> we had to record going? this. I can't because if I do it too far in advance, I forget the whole fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Facts. That is facts, very facts. true. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that we flashed that. And then we go to Lucas and Skills um, are talking to the former basketball team of the Tree Hill Ravens. And they tell them that all 12 spots on the roster are open. Since they have all have sucked so badly in the four <laughs> years since they and Whitey left. And then they start doing drills to, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Then Haley comes in to pick up. This is like, do you want our credentials? They're right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> the oh, it's flex, great. It's, it's the so absolute good. absolute flex from Lucas Eugene Scott. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, Back. they even do. They even do the assistant coach bit where it's like, um, you know, if you want to make the team, I suggest you try hard. S- coach, coach skills and skills goes, I would try hard. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Thank you. It's great. It's great. Uh, Lucas was. There were some notes, some like tasting notes of Dan's first day coaching the Ravens. There, just in his tone, like. Yeah. If if Dan Scott would have ended up being a good basketball coach, uh-huh. like that that was kind of the vibe tough coach Lucas was yeah. giving off, mm-hmm. more so than Whitey. And I mean, vibe. let's also not forget that Lucas's credentials also are he coached college basketball with Whitey. This is yeah, true. Is I true. forgot about that. So yeah, I mean that I was what he did after high school. I need that flashback. Yeah, I mean, that's also the thing of like, that's what Lucas's plan was. Remember, he was going to go to the same college as Nathan and Haley and they were going to, he was going to coach basketball. That's Obviously, Je- I didn't remember that. Like, I mean, that's initially what Jesse thought season five was going to be, is that they were all going to be in college together. Yes, I was literally writing bits ahead of time about One Tree Hill, the college years. And then I had all of the gas leaked out of all of my funny jokes. So. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so then during practice, Haley comes in to the gym to pick up Jamie and, um, tells Lucas about how bad her first day was and how, um, one of her students sexually harassed her basically. And so she had to run out and principal Turner had to take care of the rest of her classes. Lucas is super pissed and asks her who it was. And just then Quentin walks into practice late and she says it was him and she and Jamie leave. Lucas then tells Quentin that he's late and Quentin says, yeah, and I'm also your leading scorer. And Lucas says, you might have been on the losing team, but not on his yet. Quentin then quickly takes a basketball, runs the drill and dunks the ball to say, oh, look, I'm a badass. Mm-hmm. Boo. Uh-huh. Have we seen this before? Right. Hmm. Yes. Then. OK, then we get one of my favorite interactions, which is Peyton and Brooke. Coming to visit Nathan. And they tell him, well, don't look so surprised. The second and third greatest nights of your lives just walked in. (laughs) And Nathan asks what they're doing here. And they say they're here for his therapy program. For every step he takes, they'll kiss. (laughs) Doesn't even phase him. Nope. Just to show what the depth of his depression doesn't even phase him. Doesn't phase him. It... Phased me. (laughs) (laughs) I listen. Consider Caitlin phased. I'm phased. (laughs) I had a moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so they, they stop their joking and they actually give him a really nice, sincere hug until Haley comes out and is very surprised to see her two besties. And her face, she fully disassociates for a second. (laughs) Yeah. Uh She's like, wait, these two haven't been back in four years. Huh? Yeah. yeah. It's great. No, the look on her face when they hug her is like super conflicted. And I'm wondering what's I, I need more flashbacks. I need more context. I need to know what happened because I feel like there's there's dirt. There's drama there. 
Or what? Yeah. The three of them or just in general? Yeah, no, j- the three of them. Because Haley, like, they were hugging her and Haley's face was like, what? What? These people? No. Like, it, it, I don't know. It was a conflicted face. Mm. No? Am I reading it's, into it? I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you also missed that, like, at the very top of the scene, Nathan was just, like, sitting in his chair staring into the pool. Oh, at- right. It's one of the first times he does it because he does it all through this episode. It happens a lot. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, that's when I wrote, is this man going to roll himself into that pool? Uh, because I'm a genius. <laughs> there we go. There we go. But then uh, Haley also introduces Brooke and Peyton to Jamie. And oh. they're both like, he's so cute and so little. And he, he's four. Like, what? Okay. Because <laughs> they've never met him outside of, you know, being a newborn. So then um, we cut to Lucas and Skills and Jamie working on Jamie's uh, derby car at Skills Place. And they also talk about how uh, Quentin and how the team might have lost because of him. And they say that um, he reminds them of someone. Hmm. <laughs> wonder who that could have been. <laughs> Would be one Nathan Royal Scott. Ooh, what? Certainly not Nathan. No, not at all. And there's also an adorable yeah. moment where Skills asks Jamie to get him a beer, and Jamie comes back and says, "Can I have some pudding?" And Skills goes, "Can you read?" And he says, "Yep." And he says, "Okay, if the pudding Skills says junk or Fergie, you can have it." King. <laughs> yep. I love it. I love Final it. Skills. It's so good. It's so good. Then uh, a little bit later, Jamie is back home with Nathan and Haley and he asks Nathan if he's seen his basketball and Nathan says he hasn't. And Haley then comes out and she and Nathan start to argue since he is so wrapped up in his own pain. He basically is ignoring Haley at this point and she um, is super annoyed because she had a really bad day, obviously, and they start to argue and Jamie runs out the back door gate looking for his ball. And we hear tires screech just as Haley asks where Jamie is. She runs towards the gate, but Jamie is brought back safely by a young woman and asks if Jamie belongs to them. (sighs) Yep. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But it happened early enough in the season that uh, we don't have to worry about him actually getting hit by a car. So it's all good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They just established it's a possibility. It's fine. Right, 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 right. Yeah. God. Then we cut to Brooke, who comes to see Mouth with a bottle of wine, and they're thrilled to see each other, and it's adorable. And we find out that the young woman who um, came to, um, who brought Jamie back, actually was there to be interviewed for the nanny position that they talked about last episode. And her name is Carrie, and the interview goes very, very well. Obviously, they, her and Haley hit it off, and, um, They start to be like, you know, oh, well, we'll call you, all that kind of stuff. And then Jamie runs in and says, look, Mama, Daddy and I made mud. And (laughs) Haley just goes, who am I kidding? When can you start? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, She is a woman who has had enough. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. In so many ways. Yeah. Then the next morning, Skills sneaks into Mouth's room where Mouth and Brooke are asleep uh, on in mouse bed and <laughs> skills just flops down next to Brooke and takes a selfie of him next to a sleeping Brooke Davis. The flash of the picture um, of the camera wakes up mouth and Brooke and they both ask what time it is. And Brooke freaks out because she's late to pick up Jamie and mouth freaks out because he's late for work. Then Brooke runs out of the room in the living room and is running around and asks Jamie where her shoes are because she has to go pick up Jamie. <laughs> I just love how she asked Jamie where her shoes are and he doesn't even stop eating his cereal to point to where they're supposed uh-huh. to be. Yep. That child's a genius. That kid has spent a lot of time with his uncle Lucas. <laughs> like he can just like uh-huh. yeah. yeah, you can tell this child, I I as far as we can tell, doesn't have a whole lot of friends his age. He has a whole bunch of friends who are 22 years old. So yes. like he's just a tiny 22 year old and I love it. Yes. yes. Um, so <laughs> Haley, well, Jamie says that his mom brought him over and told him not to wake Brooke up. And Brooke asks him if he's ever had a wine hangover before. And he says, <laughs> no, but I have a floppy eared bunny named Chester. <laughs> oh, he's too good. Uh huh. I love yep. him. <laughs> 
he's the best. Then uh, Mouth runs out and comes into work and he's late. And the, the bitchy boss Alice tells him he's on strike two now for being late. And Mouth tries to talk to her and says that he thinks they got off on the wrong foot. But she just basically says, I don't like you. And he asks how he can change that. And she says, quit before I fire you. He was so professional uh-huh. in that moment. Uh-huh. He's like, I'm sorry to hear that. He kept the pleasant look on his face. I'm sorry to hear that. What can I do to change that? And then she was just a raging bitch. Uh-huh. That uh-huh. is like peak. This is a small town with no HR department. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. I hate it. Yep. So then Brooke and Jamie are hanging out and they talk about the soapbox car and Jamie's not too excited about it anymore because all of the guys have just kind of taken over and they're not letting him do anything. And he wants like the the color. He wants the car to be blue because of the Tree Hill Ravens and his dad. Uh, But the guys want it to be red like Elmo. And he doesn't like Elmo because Grover's way cooler because he knows what's up. Uh Uh-huh. Jamie. Scott knows what the fuck is up. Grover's yep. the best. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Uh... Yes. And Brooke agrees that he should do that and asks and tells him that he should take a stand and they're going to go get some paint. So there we go. It's adorable. Um, then Haley comes into her classroom and principal Turner is there and says that he's going to stay in her class for the next few days with her just until she's a little more comfortable. Principal Turner. He's back. Yes, Boo. he didn't. Re- he didn't retire in the four years we jumped. It's fine. Well, to be fair, he was always kind of young. So uh-huh. this is true. I, yeah. 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 Well, I don't so. think there was ever a possibility of him retiring. Maybe well, getting a true. new job, which would Maybe, have been a yeah. deal. Yeah. So then we go to basketball practice and Quentin deliberately disobeys Lucas's directive as the coach and does what he wants. And everyone's. Yeah. Lucas and skills <laughs> just look at each other like, well, shit. Yep. Yep. Even this guy's team is over it. They're uh-huh. like, no. Dude, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Then Peyton takes Nathan on a little field trip to the hospital. And he says, I don't want to be here. And he starts to just complain about he'll never play basketball. I'm going to never be anything again. And Peyton stops him and says, okay, shut up. It's Ugh. so good. It's so good. God, I missed this. Ugh. She says, I shut up. Peyton, the, unapolog- un- the unapologetic bitch who doesn't have time for Nathan's shit. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> God. Yes. So she tells him to shut up and look around and that most of these kids that are here would die to have a life like he has. And the fact is most of them will. Oof. that, that yes. was the one. And then the camera pans and we see he's in the cancer unit of the hospital. The pediat- specifically the pediatric ward. Yes. Of the cancer unit. Yep. Yeah. So then that night, Peyton, Brooke, and Haley go out to Trick. Trick is still around. It didn't Yay. close. It's great. Um, for a little girl's night out, they toast to being home, and they run out to the dance floor to dance, and they find Mouth on the dance floor, and then they also find Lindsay. Uh, and as they find Lindsay, Peyton makes herself very scarce before Brooke has a chance to introduce them. Yes, everything's fine, Peyton. Nothing's wrong. Yeah, everything's fine. Yeah. No feelings. Nope, none Nothing. whatsoever. She none has whatsoever. none feelings with left beef. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's and, what's going uh, on now. She's, she's saying none feelings with left beef. <laughs> yep. <laughs> sure did. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that is such a specific internet joke. <laughs> it is. It is indeed. And you would be so surprised how many people... Don't know what I'm talking about yep. when I say that. Uh, so thank you for understanding. Wow. <laughs> I I just want a t-shirt that says none feelings with left beef now. That's all I want. <laughs> there we go. Oh my god. So while the girls are partying up a trick, the boys uh take Jamie to test drive his uh soapbox derby car. And they are surprised at the color when it's unveiled, which I'm like, why, dudes? You had to bring it here. So I don't right. understand that. But OK, whatever. <laughs> uh, but they're cool with it. And, you know, the fact that he's now sponsored by Clothes Over Bros. And they decide they're going to use the mannequin that's there for the test drive for the first time down the hill, which is a good thing because someone messed up and the wheels fell off the car and it crashes. 
and the dummy loses its head. <laughs> so, oh god, the look uh-huh. on Jamie's face. Uh huh. His eyes. Terrible. Complete traumatiz- traumatization. Yes. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, it's yeah. Then we go back to Trick and. Peyton tries her best to avoid Lindsay, but she can't because Lindsay finds her and introduces herself to Peyton and tells her that she really admires her from what she read in Lucas's book, that Peyton seems really, really brave. And she likes that. And she leaves and Brooke comes up behind Peyton and Peyton just says, damn it, I really didn't want to like her. And Brooke goes, I know she's great, right? I mean, (laughs) it's fine. She's fine. It's fine. She's fine. Brooke doesn't have a girl crush at all. It's fine. Nope. Not at all. all. Brooke is not still to this day a bisexual icon. (laughs) She's been living in New York. She's her horizons. She's been to um she's been to NYC Pride. Let's be real here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and honestly, one of the Knicks could have been in a coal. It's true. See, now that is a TV show I would have watched. That's the HBO remake. Uh That is HBO remake. What if the HBO remake is One Tree Hill, the college years? I want I want the remake to be One Tree Hill, but the actual love story is in fact Peyton and Brooke. Yes, that's okay. All. That's all I want. Okay. okay. So then uh, Haley is sitting at the bar with Mouth, and we see that Carrie is also at the bar and tells her she appreciates her taking a chance on her, and she's going to take really good care of Jamie for her. Great, 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 great. And, and Brooke and, and Peyton... Ca- mouth hits on her a little bit. You can't forget yes, that. Yes, Mouth no. does hit on her a little bit. Yes, yes. Mouth does not hide the fact that he is very attracted to the new nanny. Yes, right. yes. <laughs> Which, when Brooke and Peyton come over and find out that that is the new nanny, they go, are you crazy? You can't hire her because she's hot. <laughs> and Mouth's like, yep, uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Very hot, can confirm. <laughs> very hot. Yes, but he also very says, hot. But he also has the whole thing of then he's like, but what if she's just a really good nanny? Why does it all have to be about looks? But I mean, yeah, you should still hire her because then I can see her in a bikini. Mm-hmm. Like mouth, buddy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yes. God, he kills me. <laughs> then we cut to part two of Nathan blankly staring at the edge yes. of the pool. This is what Luke's new novel should be about. Nathan staring at the edge of a pool. Yeah, I mean, if his hero's Steinbeck, like mm. it's a great yeah. plot. Yeah. It's just <laughs> interesting. So. Was question, Brody? That uh-huh. I don't know if you will know the answer, but okay. so Nanny Carrie was this pre this particular actress's role on Pretty Little Liars. Have Pretty Little Liars started yet? I'm gonna. Do you remember right now? Google break. Google break. It's another TV show I've never watched. It was all right. It, it got worse as it went it, on. Yeah. Really got worse as it went on. It, yeah, in a lot of ways. So, uh-huh. well, um, this isn't a Pretty Little Liars podcast. <laughs> it's pretty, no, this was before because Pretty Little Liars didn't start till 2010. Okay. The first got season. It. So I don't even know. Was she, she was in the first. Yes. She's, cause she was, yeah, because she's um, Spencer's, Spencer's older, sister. older sister. Yes. Yes. Yep. Nope. That was, this was pretty little large was two years after this. So Got it. yes. Cool. So then, uh, back to one tree Hill after their night out, Peyton and Brooke come to the river court and Brooke, uh, comments on how that all feels like an entirely other life before. And Peyton tells her that it kind of is for you, Brooke, since your phone is constantly ringing and you have this busy, great life that you need to get back to. And Brooke tells her, no, my friend needs me and I'm going to help her out no matter what. And Peyton says, um, well, she, and she, so then she asks Peyton, she's like, Peyton, why did you come back? And Peyton says, she thinks she came back to find that inspiration she had when they wrote that graffiti on the river court. And when she left and, um, Brooke says, okay, we'll find that, get it back and then do it on your own. If you can't do it in LA, do it here and make your own label. And I want to invest in it. And then we see Lucas come to the river court and Brooke then says, unless that's not the reason why you came home. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Uh huh. And says she's going to go return all those phone calls as she passes Lucas. She says, ask her about the record label and walks off. (laughs) Have you met Ted? (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
To which uh, Lucas knows better at this point than to try and like go against Brooke's wishes because he immediately sits down next to Peyton and says, I'm supposed to ask you about the record label. <laughs> this is like skills telling Jamie to ask Lucas about his book. Uh-huh. Like- <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Yep. And he asks her if she's going to do it. And Peyton immediately changes the subject and says that she met Lindsay. And Lucas then immediately changes the subject again and says, why didn't you come to my book signing? Cool. So then we get a flashback. Conversation of unspoken segues. Uh Uh-huh. It's like every conversation in my house between Ben and I. It's all uncompleted thoughts and unspoken segues. They're never as significant as this one is, but... (laughs) Yeah, especially since you and Ben are, you know, still together. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So we flash back to uh, the book signing in L.A. where we see Lindsay congratulating Lucas on his first book because that's also that means the first book that she edited and she's very proud of him and she gives him a very smoochy kiss on the cheek. Mm. Um, Yes. And then it (laughs) flashes back and Peyton tells him that she knew that she and Lucas weren't meant to be. Uh, that's all she says, and he just leaves. Uh, when you first talked about the L.A. flashbacks, I forgot to comment on Peyton's flashback bangs, uh-huh. <laughs> which are just a choice. They, uh, very... they were a choice. <laughs> yeah, that wig, that, that wig was a choice. Yep. Then Lucas comes home to Lindsay, and she tells him that she met Peyton tonight. <laughs> and then she asks him, are Brooke and Peyton staying long? <laughs> she's like Lindsay really is doing the most in terms of I'm not saying I'm jealous right but I'm not not saying I'm jealous. but the but the but your two girlfriends in high school are back were and both are still incredibly hot yes <laughs> right yes yes is this where is this where he says not as hot as my one of or one of my current girlfriends or whatever. Yeah, as, as all <laughs> of my girlfriends, and she's like, "By you mean all? You mean one?" And he yeah. says, "Yes, yes, yes, yes." Mm-hmm. Um, Which I said, famous last words, Lindsay. Fa- yeah, be careful what you ask, Lindsay. You never know what this guy. <laughs> yep, yep. And so to answer a question about if they're back for long, Lucas says he doesn't know, as Brooke is wanting to help Peyton create her own record label here in Tree Hill, and Lindsay tells Lucas. um, or asks him if, you know, she'd be good at that. And Lucas says, yeah, she'd be great at it. And she says, okay, then you should do whatever you can to help her. And she will try not to be insanely jealous. <laughs> Too late. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Too late. Yep. Then uh, the next day, it is the day of the Soapbox Derby. Yay! Woo! So Haley, uh, Nathan is back staring at the pool. And Haley comes out and tells him as soon as Brooke and Peyton get here, they can leave for the Derby. And Nathan says he's not going because he doesn't want anyone to see him like this. And Haley just says, this isn't about you and leaves. Mm. Drag him, sis. Uh Uh-huh. Then Brooke and Peyton come and show Haley that they, uh, that Brooke had a surprise for Jamie and made him a racing suit. Complete Uh. with sponsorships by Clothes Over Bros and Peyton Sawyer unemployed. (laughs) Oh, the yep. most perfect roast. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. To which Peyton just goes, thanks, Brooke. Thanks. <laughs> and Jamie is super disappointed when Haley tells him that Nathan isn't coming to see him race. Mm. Yeah. Then, uh, so then they all leave. Jamie comes to the Derby and everyone is there besides Nathan for him. And we go over to Brooke, who is talking to Victoria or somebody. I'm assuming it's Victoria. And gets so frustrated in their conversation that she throws her iPhone into the water. <laughs> this is like, what, an iPhone 1 or an iPhone 2, I swear to God? Yeah. yeah. She yeah. threw the brick she was uh-huh. making a phone call on into uh-huh. the ocean. Yep, yep. And just asks Peyton for her phone real quick. So she calls Millicent and says, Millicent, so, everything's fine. I just need a new phone. To which Peyton's answer should have been no. You see how she treats phones. Do not give her your phone. <laughs> Right. I would have more concerned of like, I would have said, you're not going to throw it in the water, are you? Can I, I hold Same. Can I hold it and you talk she, on speaker? Peyton really right? took risk by right? giving Brooke her phone. Yes. At least yes. all she did was call Millicent. Yes. yes. Peyton looks great in this scene. I like her outfit was 
amazing. I love the adult versions of all of them pretty much look great because they've just like given them more grown up clothes. It feels like and more like they just look better. I don't know what it is. I'm not into what they've made Brooke wear so far, though. It was very early 2000s, like the like the flowy tops with like the gaucho length. Oh, yeah. Shorts like they really for a fashion designer, they really are doing her dirty here. (laughs) There we go. Yeah. So then uh, the race is about to begin. But as Jamie's getting into the car and getting loaded up on the ramp, he flashes back to the night before where the car crashes and the mannequin (laughs) loses its head and he is scared and doesn't want to race. This kid is too young to be the one having these traumatic flashbacks. I know. (laughs) Yeah. He's four. He's He's four. (laughs) Yes. And so what's adorable is he's like, nope, nope, I'm doing ready. And the the guy who's doing it is like, oh, okay, what's the matter? 23, mom, come here, come here, mom. (laughs) And so he talks to Haley and he's like, I want to talk to Brooke. (laughs) And so he tells Brooke that he doesn't want to race, but he really likes his racing suit. And she says, well, the suit's yours, buddy, but are you sure you don't want to race? He's like, it's my life, and I'm taking a stand. King. Which is a callback to earlier, and it's adorable. And she's like, absolutely, let's do it. And even with Skills, who goats <laughs> the other racer, goes, yeah, you hear that? My, my little man's taking a stand. <laughs> what did he call her? I don't uh, remember. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh. God, yes. So then uh, after that, Haley gets home and tells Nathan that Jamie didn't race because he was afraid. And Nathan's like, well, we're all afraid. And she tells him that Jamie's four and he was scared and needed his dad. And she says, nice work, Dan. When he doesn't respond to any of that, she throws a fucking plate and glasses on the, on the ground and asks him if he's going to say anything or if he's just going to sit there like he has for the last (laughs) four months. And Nathan argues, says that he used to be somebody. He used to be Nathan Scott and he was great and he should have walked away and he knows that, but he didn't. And now he has nothing. Mm. And Haley immediately says, you have nothing. You have a son who is here and who loves you. You have me. I'm here. And she tells him that he has to figure this out because this version of him does not work for their family and she can't live like this. One more night of this and he will literally have nothing. Good. Give it to him, Haley. Yep. He has spent her entire week being bullied by a teenager. She does not yes. get this from her shitty, depressed husband. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. They do not have, they have money. They do not have enough money to pay that nanny to babysit both of them. Like, uh-huh. yeah. Um, I will say my, uh, the captions on my TV when she called him Dan, uh-huh. like, auto corrected it to dad and i'm like hulu you missed an amazing burn you need to get better on your caption there we go yeah so then uh then we go to peyton who comes to trick at lucas's request and she just comments she's like it's a little early isn't it (laughs) and he says ha 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 but he shows her um (laughs) basically right sorry (laughs) yep (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so he shows her um, the back storage space of Trick that is just filled with junk. And he says that he already talked to Karen and they are willing to give her this space rent free on one condition if she uses the space to start her record label. And Peyton is super hesitant about it. But Lucas encourages her by reminding her that life is hard. And he gives her examples of like, you know, Mouth has a job that he hates. I wrote a novel and I can't write a second one. And Nathan lost out on every on his entire dream in one breath. Mm. And um, he tells her that. So what if she couldn't change the world from L.A.? She can change it right here in Tree Hill. And he knows she can do it. And he knows that she can, too. And he starts to walk away. But Peyton tells him that she was at the book signing that day in L.A. And it flashes back to her being there in the crowd, seeing him with Lindsay and seeing Lindsay give him that kiss on the cheek. And Peyton just left. And Peyton tells him that she was there and she was so proud of him. But she saw him with Lindsay and she figured that they were together and she was obviously right. 
And she then reminds him of when he took her sketches to Thud magazine without asking her. And <laughs> she asks him to tell her what he told her that first night he was in the gym, his first game of the Ravens. And he says, he said, he tells her the quote, your art matters. It's what got me here. And she tells him that she was ready to give up, but his words and his novel are what saved her and what brought her back here. And she says, so if you str- you're struggling to write the next one, you should know that your art matters. It's what got me here. Oh, I was not ready to get weepy this early in the season. There were no like tear fall, tears falling, but uh-huh. like. But it's a that, good monologue. It's a good me. monologue. Yeah. Homegirl did good there. Homegirl. Good job, homegirl. Yeah. Then Haley comes into her classroom and she is taking care of business. She is not having anyone shit today. She's had it. She has had had it with her husband and these teenagers. She is punching the biggest guy in the face. She is taking control. Yes. And as she goes in, Quentin is sitting on his desk. He's not in his chair and she asks him to sit down. And he ignores her and says, I think we need a break, you know, for the next hour. So we're just going to leave. And they all start to walk out. And Haley tells them anyone that walks out that door will fail this next quarter. And they can say goodbye to any extracurriculars like basketball. The rest of the class immediately stop and sit their asses down. But Quentin, being belligerent and arrogant enough, doesn't give in. And she tells him, you know, your future is being shaped right now. It's up to you what you want to do. You can walk out and fail or you can sit down and listen to someone who's been there before. And he just scoffs at her and leaves. And Haley starts her lesson. It turns into a whole voiceover about how um, you can let your circumstances change your outlook on life and everything. And while this is happening, we see Nathan again at the edge of the pool. And then he jumps into the pool or rolls into the pool. Yep. And um, he's underwater for a long time. He eats himself into that pool. (laughs) Yes, he does. Yes, that's that's the best. Yeah, there we go. He eats himself in the pool. And he emerges from the pool and she says, or you can fight back. And move on. And um, Nathan says in that moment, he says he he is he is Nathan Scott and he has too much to lose as he starts to walk underwater. Mm -hmm. Then we see Mouth at work and see his audition video in the garbage that he takes out. We see Skills post the Ravens roster and Quentin is very mad that he didn't make it. Storms into practice and tells him um, that without him, they'll lose every game. And Lucas says they may, but they'll lose together as a team. And he also recommends to Quentin to stop disrupting his English class or else. Mm. And Quentin says this isn't over. And he storms out of the gym. (sighs) Yep. Yep. Then we see Brooke talking to Victoria um, while her and Jamie are touring some kind of space. Um, and she tells her that I know this wasn't part of the plan, but I want to start running clothes over bros from here in tree Hill. And she tells her that she's taking a stand and hangs up on her and tells the realtor that's there with them that she'll take the space. And she pulls off the paper covering the windows. And we see that the space is Karen's cafe. Ah! Yep. Yay. We also see Peyton hang up the Friends with Benefits charity album um, on her wall in her new office for her label. And finally, we see Nathan wake Jamie up in the night and uh, tells him we're going to go somewhere, but it's it's a surprise. And he takes Jamie to the Derby Hill with Jamie's uh, Derby car. And he tells him he knows he's scared, but they're going to do this together and conquer their fears. And then they both race down the hill together. Ugh, so And the episode ends. Uh, yep. There's Nathan. There's Nathan. There he is. Found him. Mm-hmm. Did you talk Ugh. about how did you talk about how Lucas was sitting in bed and uh what's her butt tries to like bring him back? He's like, I'm gonna go right. I'm gonna go oh, right. No, I didn't even mention I didn't even see that. Yeah, I must have missed that. Yeah. No, yeah. the only reason I remember it is because she like What's her name again? I'm not going to remember. Lindsay. Lindsay. Uh, she like pops out of the dark like a fucking ghoul. She's like, <laughs> come to bed with me. And he's like, I'm going to write. I, I got to go write okay. a little bit. I All Someone right. reminded me my art matters and I got to go write. So, yeah. There we go. Okay. 
Right. I did forget about that one. And that is, yeah. <laughs> I wondered, I'm like, there's no Lucas in this. And I, because I forgot to write it down. Yeah. Here we go. You know there what? It's not like he's a main character, Brody. You're fine. <laughs> wow. Anyway, that was the episode. What do we think? Kid? <laughs> I liked it. I liked it's a it really a good episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and I can see how these two episodes back to back would have been a stronger watching mm -hmm. experience than just the first episode by itself. Yeah. I mean, the first episode really is like, here's where all our characters are at this point. This episode, the season starts. Right. Episode one was like a, a pilot almost. Mm -hmm. It was like the second pilot of the series. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 No, I loved it. And this is, I mean, my favorite thing is, is this kind of episode par for the course for season five. Yeah. I don't think that. there's an episode of season five I really don't like, to be totally honest. So no one's getting abducted. No one is flying off of a bridge into a river. No one is. Well, that's just a blank stare. I don't I, I don't know how to read that. Uh, that's the point. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> You're gonna have you to already got one this season Jesse? by figuring out it was Victoria was Brooke's mom. Uh -huh. so <laughs> That's because you, you guys got, have no chill. <laughs> you got your one. <laughs> uh, can I make a wild prediction? Sure. Yeah. Is it too early? Well, uh, we said I... we were going to do this after we finished episode two. Yes, okay. so make your predictions. Here we go. Yeah. Okay, well, I only have one that's really sticking out to me. And I think that Brooke's assistant is going to move to Tree Hill to help her and that she and Mouth are going to get together because she's got big Gigi vibes. And I'm like, yes, I want this for Mouth. Excellent. Aww. Yeah. That would be cute. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? That's very interesting. That mm -hmm. That's that's my only real prediction other than Jamie Scott is going to continue to be the best. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll tell you that prediction's a fact. Excellent. Yeah. 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 Jamie, Jamie's the best. Yeah. So, okay. Anything else we want to add? I mean, I guess we really haven't talked about the episode a whole lot. I mean, of what we thought and everything. I like it. I think, um, I like Peyton in this episode a lot, actually. Um, her monologue's great. Her stuff she does through the episode's great. Um, Brooke and Jamie are the oh. other dynamic duo. Like, yes. Best here. Uncle Skills and Jamie are amazing, but, but Brooke and Jamie also. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot that Brooke was his godmother. Mm -hmm. Lucas and Brooke are his godparents. Yeah. No, I love that. And. Uh, oh, God, the thought just ran out of my head. It, it went away. Oh, no. It's not coming back. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry for your loss. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. No, I just I think. No, but in real life, I find those kind of dynamics uh, in groups of high school friends kind of weird. Really? I do. And that could be uh, my bias of going to, you know, living in very small towns. Uh -huh. And these girls I went to high school with, like, all went to, like, nursing school together or teacher college together. And then they all moved back to their hometown and they all teach at the school that we all graduated from. Same. You know? All right. So it could be that is my bias about people who are still that tight after high school. Like, mm -hmm. friend groups that, like, their kids call their parents high school best friend, uncle, or auntie, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, that mm -hmm. could be my bias. But... This show makes it not weird. This show, like, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. where I was going with that. But, yeah. So, it's interesting that you say that. Because my younger sister actually ended up going to college with a very large portion of her friends from high school. Like, it was not really planned. It just kind of happened on accident. Mm -hmm. um, and she's still friends with all those people. And it's definitely, like... I, I look at them so often and I'm like, how did you guys manage to do this? Like, <laughs> what, what, what did you figure out about life that you right. somehow managed to remain friends with the same people since you were 15 years old? Mm -hmm. uh, 
because I'm, I mean, I'm like you, Jesse, in that like I'm friends with one person. I'm yep. still friends with one person that I went to high school with. Like, and when I say still friends, I mean like someone that I still talk to on a very regular basis. Like that I, it's like, I don't just follow them on Instagram or whatever. So right. I, yeah. I also think it's weird, but I think for me, I think it's weird because I don't know how people achieved it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, like, what like, how did you manage this? Yeah. yeah. What they do with this episode, they make it seem really organic. Yeah. It, you know, and it's, and it, it helps that also we have Peyton and Brooke who have not been around yeah. coming back and being the catalyst for a lot of this stuff of like, yeah. oh, they're back in town. Well, this is great. We're all back together for the first time in four years, you know, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's good. Um, yeah. Jesse, after two episodes, what do we think of Lindsay? Mm, I don't trust her. Okay. I, I don't know. I think that uh, that power dynamic is weird. I think as Lucas and Peyton start getting closer again, because they're obviously going to, like, they mm-hmm. have to. I think she's going to get really jealous. And I think uh, with his next book that he is going to start writing, uh, I'm sure Peyton's going to play a big part in, like, helping him get through it. And Lindsay's not going to like it. But mm-hmm. Lindsay's his editor, so she's going to have to deal with it or get the fuck out, you know? So yeah. I anticipate that that's where a lot of the drama with Lucas is going to come from this season, especially yeah. since it's a short season. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, my take on Lindsay has kind of always been that she's a pick me bitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, that's always been, even like, even when I was like, watching this show for the first time and before like the phrase pick me bitch was coined a very long because obviously like that's <laughs> I, I had never heard that phrase until tiktok so in the last couple of years and but no Lin, like watching this now i'm like no Lindsay's a pick me bitch mm-hmm. like <laughs> um and that's just that's my that's my hot take <laughs> yeah uh, Coolio. Okay. Anything else we want to add about this episode before we wrap it up? I got nothing. Nope. Nothing. Well, in that case, everyone, thanks so much for listening. As always, do not forget to like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us out in the long run. If you rate us five stars, those good reviews always do help. Follow us on social media. We are everywhere you can find social media at On Wednesdays Pod. If you want to drop us a line, uh, we live most often in the Instagram DMs, so hit us up there. And yeah, we will see you guys next week for another fun-filled episode of On Wednesdays We Watch One Tree Hill. We'll see you guys then. Bye! Bye! Bye.